Welcome to the Boys in the Iceberg, the podcast where we recap Avatar The Last Airbender episode by episode for fans new and old. I'm your host, John Listman, immigration attorney by day, stand-up comic by night, airbender at heart, and I'm joined as always by my co-host. I'm Jeff Miller, TV writer, avid mind wanderer, and aspiring waterbender. All right, we got a doozy of an episode. Uh, kick it, pick it up where we left off last week. Uh, back on Boiling Rock for Book Three, Episode Fifteen, The Boiling Rock Part Two. Part Two. Part Two. Let's. Uh, you got to get on the rock. Let's see if we can get off. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> in this one, Saka, Zuko, Suki, Chitsang, and Hakoda devise a new plan for escaping the prison, hoping to kidnap the warden after creating a prison riot. However, problems arise when Azula, May, and Ty Lee visit the prison. As the plan teeters on the verge of failure, our heroes get some unexpected help, which leaves Azula reeling. They return to the Western Air Temple, and Hakoda is reunited with Katara. Okay. So, uh... That was good. Not yeah. not too spoilery, that, yeah, you know, no, uh, that yeah. recap. I like that, was, that one. Yeah, though. I liked it, too. I liked the, the, the language uh leaves azula reeling uh unexpected help we'll, we'll, we'll certainly have to oh yes we will what happened someone there. miscalculated indeed <laughs> you miscalculated okay no. uh, um, <laughs> so uh let's take this calculus to the beginning yeah uh in this one at the boiling brock prison new arrivals are lined up to be introduced to the warden Sokka disguised as a prison guard is glad to see hakoda among the new arrivals the warden explains the history of the Boiling Rock, mentioning that no one has ever escaped from it. Hakoda defies the warden's orders to look him in the eyes and trips him, which causes Sokka to snicker. The warden angrily orders the new arrivals to be confined to their cells. Sokka later enters his father's cell, still disguised as a guard, which causes Hakoda to almost attack him. However, when Hakoda recognizes his son, he is overjoyed. Oh, the joy. Oh, yeah. Um, Sokka, mm. how did you not learn from the previous episode mm. that just took place yeah. with Suki? Yeah. The first time, maybe. Mm. The second time, like, come on, man. Yeah. This is still supposed to be one of the most dangerous prisons. Why are you putting yourself in these weird situations where bad stuff might happen to you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's certainly, yeah. uh, short-sighted on his part i think very quickly uh we get to see how defiant hakoda is he either needs to be breaking by the, or broken by the warden uh or uh i mean or, or he will successfully uh defy everyone and get the hell out of there uh there was one point where he trips the warden and we see chaka Sokka chuckle not chaka sockle um <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh yeah yeah you gotta love Hakoda. I mean, it's, it's, we see a lot of his kids in him, um, or, you know, a lot of him and his kids rather. Uh, it's, it's great. He's very, very defiant. He's not going to, I mean, he's, he just came from trying to overtake the Fire Nation capital. He doesn't really care about some, you know, lowly Fire Nation prison warden. Mm-hmm. And he's certainly not going to succumb to his demands Definitely without not. putting up a fight. Yeah. Um, so, so somewhere I believe in this uh, prison cell conversation, uh, it's revealed that the other people are being held at a prison near the palace. Uh, 
uh, and that it was just Hakoda who was singled out because he's the leader. Uh, so, uh, you know, these people, they invaded on the day of Black Sun, but uh, only Hakoda needs to be at Boiling Rock. I know that they had to uh, free everyone, but... Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it is what that is. Um, there's a couple things about this scene that I like, though. Um, I like what a great and concise recap Sokka gives his dad and pretty much the audience here. Oh, yeah. In terms of like everything that's happened, um, you know, he first brings up that Zuko's there and his father's like, oh, that's going to be a problem. And he's like, actually, no, he's on our side now. Yeah. Um, I got to look into it. Oshinama fighters, if that's, you know, any sort of a specific reference to anything or just their comical, like close, but not quite Kyoshi warriors, you know, phrasing. Um and the warden is definitely, you know, even though it's great seeing a code get, you know, one upping him. Yeah. This one is far less. Nothing against George Takai. That was a completely yeah. different episode and a completely different style. Absolutely. But it's obvious that this warden is going to is to be taken far more seriously. Yeah, this warden. Um, uh, I, I don't think he plays by the rules, even by Fire Nation standards. Uh, so, uh, really sensing the intensity from him. Uh, and this intensity continues when the warden interrogates the recaptured Chitsang, hoping to find out who helped him with the escape plan, believing him or his friends not smart enough to come up with it themselves. Chitsang refuses to talk as he's not a squealer. The warden has his guards hold him upside down in his chair until he reveals the identity of the person. Oh, Chit. Uh, well... I, I, I agree he's not smart enough to come up with this plan on his own. Mm -hmm. the, the warden's right about that. It, it's funny, you know, it's not really in this description here, but when he first walks in, he just says, Hatchet saying, are you comfortable? And he immediately goes into, I'm not a squealer, I'm not a squealer, I'm not going to talk. And he's just like, I didn't ask. All I said, all, all I did was ask if you were comfortable. Yeah. And it's just, again, that, that developing that um, dynamic you know, one person there is obviously in charge. The other one is obviously in jeopardy. Yeah. Um, and it's it's funny that, yeah, it's obvious he is not the kind of guy to come up with that plan. No. Um, he's the uh, kind of guy, I mean, who to, to help out in the coming plan. What, what, but, uh, okay, we'll talk then. The uh, reveal that uh, it's someone in the prison I mean, he doesn't identify the person. He says it's a prisoner in disguise. So mm -hmm. uh, he, he identifies the type of person, but not exactly who it was. It's just uh, some prison guard who happens to not be a prison guard, right? Right. So so we do... I, I wonder if it's his ignorance or uh, he's helping Sokka a little on the side. It's uh, some column A, column B. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll find out. It seems that there's... You know, it, it's obvious that he's that that he does fear this warden and he does realize that this warden can gain the upper hand on him. And yet he's I guess he could call it stoic enough to still, you know, to give a little bit, but not everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder why that might be. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to keep watching or reading. Hell yeah. Sokka and his father, uh, in the meantime, are devising a plan to escape the prison. Later, Sokka makes his way back to Zuko's prison cell and tries to share the plan, but is interrupted by two guards who are there to take Zuko away. 
Sokka pretends to rough Zuko up in his cell so he can reveal when they should next meet. Zuko is taken into another cell where he is confronted by his ex-girlfriend, May. Meanwhile, the warden comes back to see whether Chitsang will talk. Chitsang reveals somebody did help him, although he only indicates it was someone disguised as a prison guard. So maybe my notes and the aren't in sync, but uh, certainly it is revealed there that it was yeah. uh, someone in disguise. Um, There's a lot of intercutting, so it's hard to know which part of indeed. the same scene what was said was said, yeah. But what is definitely uh, happening, Sokka and Hakoda come up with an escape plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, pause. This is Boiling Rock. The most in the bossing, the reverse bossing say. Uh, the most, uh, you know, it's, it's the opposite. It's not that it's impenetrable, it's inescapable. Yes, uh, as all prisons are. And <laughs> I, I love when, uh, when, when people make light of that in like shows and stuff where, you know, they try to get in somewhere or, you know, to break someone out. And it's, you know, someone, someone always inevitably says, well, that was easy. And then somebody else inevitably says, it's not getting in that's hard. It's getting out or yeah. something like that. But that's, that's the idea here. You're right. And, and listen, this isn't a volcano. You, 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 it's, it's hot. It's, you, you can't, you gotta use a special vehicle and, and a gondola. Uh, and they've already failed at it once. I mean, mm-hmm. mind you, maybe it would have yeah. succeeded with a, a better leader, but the uh, first attempt did not succeed. Uh, and they come up with a new plan in the blink of an eye. I thought it was way too easy how they came up with this escape plan. Uh, N- normally, I'd, I'd normally I'd agree with you, but here is the one, and, and it's funny because anytime our he- you know our heroes certainly if Sokka and or Hakoda are involved, anytime they have a plan that doesn't really work, you and I immediately jump to, man, that's out of character for them to have a bad plan because they're established as being so strategically brilliant. You know, yes, Sokka has some moments where it's a little questionable. I think he got lucky that those car that those guards cared more about relishing in maybe his newbie naivete than they yeah. did thinking that it was odd that he'd want to just go rough someone up a little bit longer. Yeah. But for the most part, these two are brilliant. I mean, Hakoda's come up with a lot of really, really good plans that he survived this long away from home fighting the fire nation Mm. Sokka, we've seen how he's contributed um he created the freaking war balloons and a lot of other things of submarines so you'd think the two of them together i mean he even says man we're gonna need some two it'll take two genius waterbenders to come up with a plan and Sokka's like well we better find two uh um they're there they're there yeah yeah (laughs) so uh the plan, easy or difficultly, is devised, and Sokka tells Zuko the plan. Great scene where you have to, uh, you know, pretend to rough him up there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Um, it's good that there's a cushion or whatever in Zuko's prison cell um, for him to punch. I wonder what they would have done if would have just punched a hand or something. Uh, um, but it is great that Zuko is able to slip that in for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Zuko, man, I mean, you want to talk about every, any, any person's worst nightmare. Not only are you in a prison, you're in a prison run by your ex's uncle. And now that ex who you broke up with over a letter 
hmm. is there to confront you while you are restrained in a cell. I know. So somehow that scared me more than being yeah. in jail or, uh, you know, face, facing death. The, uh, oh God, it's me. <laughs> more than yeah. Azula. I, I was worried for Zuko there. May walks around with knives. <laughs> this is I true. Mean, you want to talk about the damage she can inflict on someone she's pissed at, yeah. especially if they're restrained in a chair. Somebody with like an endless supply of those crazy, like throwing knives. Mm -hmm. That's 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 startling. Yes. Yeah. So May is hurt that Zuko bro broke up with her, and berates him for breaking up with her via a farewell letter. Zuko tries to explain he had to leave in order to save the Fire Nation, though May counters that he is betraying it. Zuko firmly tells her he does not see it that way, prompting May to cross her arms and looks to the side. Sokka fills Suki in on the plan, using the prison's gondola with the warden as a hostage so they won't cut the cables as they escape. Sokka tries to leave the Sokka. That's the plan. Sokka tries oh, yeah. to leave the cell casually. But two guards find and tell him that the warden wants to see him. Sokka is lined up with several other prison guards who are being inspected by Chit Sang to point out who devised the escape plan. Although Sokka is visually terrified, neither the warden or most other guards take notice. Chit Sang points to the guard that bullied him from the previous day. The guard had put him in the same cooler that Chit Sang attempted to escape in and has him taken away for interrogation. While he accused, while the accused guard is being interrogated by the warden, they're interrupted by Azula and Tai Lee. The warden is initially furious that someone is interrupting him, but after seeing Azula, he bows down and apologizes. Azula asks him what he's doing, and he tells her that he foiled an escape attempt at the guard allegedly plotted. After glancing at the guard, Azula declares he's not the traitor and explains to the stunned warden that she knows because she's a people person. Woo. Wow, 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 wow. All right. Wow, wow. That's, that was mm -hmm. quite a lot. Um, okay. So let's just start. You know, we have May confronting Zuko. That's yes. kind of, we, we talked about it. She folds her arms and looks away. Mm. It's great that. You know, Zuko is at least able to say he's doing what he's doing because he thinks he's, you know, he's trying to save the Fire Nation. She thinks he's betraying it and he yeah. says he doesn't see it that way. And it's nice to at least have that out there and yeah. have her have heard it. Absolutely. Um, it doesn't really seem like they settle much, but at least he's gotten that out into the ether. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Sokka. He tells Suki the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good plan. It's it's you're you're counting on i mean it's the only plan uh yeah. so, so it has to be a good enough uh right i i think capturing a warden is uh really hard hard and uh well let, let, let's see what if they can do it yeah i mean it, it doesn't yeah it's not going to be easy but at least it's something um it's now, conceivable yeah <laughs> Here's the other part of this two-parter that's always been a little weird for me is that Sokka has done at, at several instances, he's he's tried to like infiltrate and pretend to be someone he's not, some adult version of someone he's not. Mm -hmm. Now, Sokka might be mentally and physically strong and a great warrior and all this stuff, and he is a little younger, 
but compared to everybody else, I mean, he is scrawny. Yeah. You know, I kind of liken it to that scene um, near the end of the water boy when he's kicking his onside's kick mm. and he's <laughs> looking at who to kick the ball to. Yeah. And everyone's like kind of big and strong. And then there's one dude who just looks pale, terrified, scrawny, like this one doesn't belong. And he's like, yeah, there's my, you know. Um, that's that kind of how, so- how how Sokka looks here. I know. He's uh, trembling and nobody thinks that's weird. Like he's literally trying to hide behind someone. I know. And they're like, nah, uh, let's not worry about it. I mean, let's be honest. Chit saying is two and a half times his size. He's, uh, you know, they, they, there's warrior strong and then there's prison yard strong. And I don't think Sokka is uh, in the latter. <laughs> No, and yeah. you just think, you know, all the other guards are a certain size. Um, and also, this is somebody who already this episode has been seen twice now, suspiciously hovering around prisoner cells. Like, nobody's even putting that together. I don't know. I just think that as good as their plan is, a lot of what Sokka does here is a little like, dude, come on. And a like, little bit more clever. You know, we know that he's shaking for comedic effect. A little mm-hmm. bit. You got to distinguish yeah. him from every other guard in the crowd. But uh, he, you know, it's very noticeable. Uh, yeah. It's a little convenient that, uh, you know, people in charge didn't notice. But uh, so it goes. And uh, <clears throat> Chit saying IDs a different guard mm-hmm. and claims that's the imposter. Uh, it so, does work. I mean, it does. It, yes, it, does. Know, it, is, it is good that they had that seed where he. You know, this is the same guy in part one who threw him in the freezer for firebending at him after yep. taunting him into it. Um, and it totally makes sense that he would, that the warden would believe that this guy might be in on it with, with Chit Seng. Mm. Um, that being said, yeah, it does really work out nicely for, for Sokka. Hmm. And for Chit Seng, who gets a little revenge on the guard that... Yeah. Uh throw him in the cooler. It does not work Absolutely. out, however, for the warden because Azula and Ty Lee arrive. Yeah. We had, I mean, we saw May, so you have to think, well, no, because May's they do establish May's thought. there for her uncle. Yeah, for um, reasons. She's not so there we on didn't, business. She's you're right. Yeah. Um, so it is a bit of a surprise. You're right. But then once we see them, we're like, okay, now, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, these, they, they, it's not a surprise if they pop up in any scene, frankly. Absolutely. Uh, the show being how it is. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the she's people, people person. person. She's here. And uh, let's see what happens next. Yeah, it's great. Later, Sokka tricks a guard into unlocking all the cells, all the cells, during what was supposed to be lockdown. While the new arrivals were processed, letting the prisoners out into the yard, he meets up with Sugi and Hakoda outside. All they need in order to begin the escape plan is a riot. Hakoda tries pushing a big, tough-looking prisoner, but much to the group's surprise, fails as the prisoner tells them that he's been working on anger management. Chitsang appears and surprises Sokka, saying that he did not expose him since he knew that Sokka would come up with another escape plan, and he wants in again. Sokka points out <clears throat> that they are trying to escape right now and asks Chit Sang if he knows how to start a riot, which he does by merely picking up a bystander and shouting, hey, riot, causing, <laughs> I know, such, such a good moment. I mean, he's really good like, moment. Riot. Good impression. Just throwing a stick into a pile. Yeah. Uh, 
and it causes every inmate to start fighting spontaneously. Even the prisoner Hakoda attempted to provoke decides to stop controlling his anger. The warden appears and angrily demands to know how all the prisoners were released into the yard during lockdown, prompting the guard who let them out to sneak away guiltily. <sighs> this guard. So, I, know. so I tell you, Fire Nation with all their technology has some very trickable guards. You know what? I think it's it's there's something to be said for Sokka's craftiness. Yes, but but also that these guards work for this authoritarian regime that's just a little unpredictable and very emotional and you know can can be very influenced by rage and are also kind of intimidating. You know, you don't necessarily know. It's I, I like it to working for Darth Vader. I mean, if you do something yes. to piss Vader off, you're you're toast. It's a total death um, star. Uh, that they're exactly yeah. and you're not you're not trying to be the guy to get choked out um it's just one of these things that are just too easy for me the the, the way Sokka and Hakoda came up with a plan was way too easy yeah uh opening all the cells all the cells like that, that, that's like a triple clearance uh well I get I mean it, it would seem that that's just the way it works on this prison for you know, like everybody gets time. And if you're, you know, maybe there are some special cells that are like special prisoners that are excluded from all these things, but I don't, I didn't, I didn't think about it that much. Like, no. Oh my God, this is, you know, Blackgate prison or Arkham asylum, letting out everyone. I felt like this okay, is just into just, the yard. And also this is inescapable just because these guys are in the yard. I mean, they're still in an Island in the middle of a boiling lava, like boiling Lake in a volcano where are they gonna go yeah i suppose i don't know but the uh a bit easy for my taste yeah. uh this beautiful moment the biggest guy in the yard mm -hmm. uh is very sensitive he's he's good he's working on his <laughs> anger control here it's funny it's it, it's a little bit of a throwback to when ang was in the prison being tried for kiyoshi's crimes mm. and we thought that it was going to be like this terrifying experience for him dealing with these other prisoners mm. and holding and it turns out that they all just kind of want to sit and and just gossip with him about Katara and his yeah. love life yeah and this is another one where like you lean in one way and then nope it's something else entirely yeah. uh it's really funny it's even funnier than when Chit saying is like well it's, it's easy it just goes riot and the guy's like ah forget my anger <laughs> let's riot <laughs> um, it's a little like uh, in the boondocks when uh, when Riley teaches us that all you got to do is throw a chair and everyone loses their minds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boy, did they get the right guy to start a riot. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. Um, <clears throat> well, Zuko is... Uh, I'm sorry, I might have jumped here. Is there anything else? I think the whole scene, how it's... Just uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, just just the one guard sneaking away guiltily once mm -hmm. this riot goes down, but that's it. Excellent. Kind of funny. Um, May is still interrogating Zuko, but a guard under orders of her uncle appears to protect her during the riot. Zuko takes the chance, fire bends at the guard's feet, and rushes out of the room. The guard attempts to shield May from the fire, preventing her from reacting. Zuko looks her and the guard in the cell and escapes to the yard, where he meets up with the others. While Sokka and Zuko argue about how to capture the warden, Suki takes the initiative and goes after him on her own. 
She runs on the heads of the rioting prisoners and guards and scales the walls of the yard with an amazing display of acrobatics. She disables the guards protecting the warden, ties him up, and gags him. They all meet up, the warden now their hostage, and make their way to the gondola. Oh, yeah. awesome. Okay, so this probably answers your previous question, mm. or both our previous questions. I guess Zuko might have been one of those special prisoners where even unlocking all the cell doors didn't Fair activate enough. everything because it would seem that that door didn't open until the guard came from yeah. to, 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 to watch May in there. See, I, part, mm. part of me feels like it wasn't a cell. It was like an interrogation room. And then mm. that May had free reign on this uh, particular space. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good point too. Yeah. Um, regardless, it's a great opportunity for, for Zuko. Yeah. And uh, he has to lock May in the room on his way out. Uh, he's doing the right thing. And yet, understandably, May's going to hate him even more. <laughs> yeah. So it makes what happens later all the more like shocking but yes um it's crazy at the same time it's wonder you know it's it, it's great that zuko is able to get out there that that little moment that they share him and at the last bit just just looking oh, at each right. other him yeah. and may uh is is great and kind of you know heart-wrenching mm -hmm. um i love him meeting meeting up with Sokka, and they get into another like what do you mean you didn't think this through what are we gonna do yeah and then chit sings like hey guys your girlfriend's taking care of it. And we forget maybe because she was taken prisoner that the only reason Suki was taken prisoner is because she was going up against Azula. But literally anybody else in the world, she can outduel or at least be on par with. And while it may seem a little unrealistic that she's able to do this with such ease, I don't really think it is because I think no. that Suki is supposed to be an exceptional warrior. Absolutely. And this is just par for the course. Um, again, Suki, badass. Uh, what, uh, totally comfortable that, that she's able to uh, nimbly make her way up to the guard's tower and, uh, okay, take control. What I don't get is that, like, first off, they come up, uh, Hakoda and Sokka come up with the plan way too easy for me. And then the plan has no, what do we do at this point here moment. Furthermore, what Sokka and Zuko are arguing with each other, there was no like communication between Suki, Sokka, and Zuko over who was going to get the uh, the the friggin the kidnapper, the the hostage. So that the whole reason that they're able to get off and that this part of the plan isn't discussed. Uh, fine, like Suki stepped up hugely, but uh, no communication. Well I think they knew that they were going to have to do something in the chaos um, and the chaos had started. It was all just kind of happening. And don't forget, they didn't really get a chance to see each other much before it all went down. You know, Sokka was there for a split second and then he had to leave Zuko's thing. Mm. And then him and Suki got out. Or it's just, it was very, you know, fragmented. Um, yeah. They needed to figure out a way to start the riot. Like everything was just kind of in flux, but it is crazy, and that's kind of something that they're acknowledging there. And they're, you're right; it is very, very fortunate that Suki took the initiative. But I also think that she knew enough that they realize, all right, eventually we're going to have to use this riot to distract everyone, go around it, and go up into the gondola. And eventually, they realize that was their destination, 
it was just about who was going to take care of the warden when they got there. Uh-huh. And, but basically they all knew that the final thing, once this all went down was we're getting to the gondola with the warden. Let's go. Yep. So it wasn't, you know, once she went and did it, she knew they would make it there. I understand. Or have to. And listen, the plan was to take the warden hostage. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no, dis- I don't know. There, there should have been some part. Step one, create a riot. Step three, uh, <laughs> kidnap Warden. Like it's the underpants gnome. What we need is yeah. step two. Um, step two. Step, step two. Suki. Suki goes to like like it, it could have been whispered earlier that the fact instead yeah. it's just like wait what's happening we we started our plan but now we don't know what to do. Um, hey man. Yeah. I don't know. Hey. Look like luckily they yeah. might have eventually had a plan but it probably was a convoluted plan. Let's not forget the kind of plans. Sokka was coming up with with Aang to sneak into yeah. uh, the you know the Earth King's bear party that one time. Yeah. So uh, I mean, like, as good all... as he is strategically, I don't know. Yeah. I think he's all... good at the big picture stuff. Sure. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The um, like like what if the three of them independently thought it was their duty to go get uh, take hostage the warden, and they they could have like uh, ruined each other's plans. Uh, I think once somebody has the warden, it's going to get out. Yeah. And they're going to find out. I also think that they're all assuming the warden is, it it, it would seem as though the warden and all those offices and all those rooms and everything are in and around the same structure that the gondola arrives at. Mm -hmm. So even if they went their separate ways, they wouldn't be that far. Um, I don't know though. You're right. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, Man, there's another, there's, there, there is one thing that they're lacking that Azula has, and we'll talk about it later, mm. but it would be a huge advantage for Zuko if he could do this too. Oh, yes. Oh, um, yes, it would. Uh, and uh, let's carry on. Yeah. The group makes it onto the gondola, and Zuko breaks the lever so the guards can't stop them. As they begin to ascend, Hakona spots Azula and Tylee and asks Zuko who they are, to which he responds, there's a problem. Tai Lee runs on the gondola cable while Azula propels herself with firebending toward them. Suki fights Tai Lee while Sokka and Zuko fight Azula on the top of the gondola. The warden breaks free of his binding and yells at the guards to cut the wire, which would kill everyone as they fall into the volcanic lake below. Chitsang restrains the warden, but is too late as guards begin cutting the wire after some initial hesitation. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna take it way, way, way back just to say that they shouldn't have gotten on this gondola so easily. I understand the guards put up something of a fight. Uh, They should have put up a lot more. Yeah. And uh, you know, when you see Zuko breaking the brakes behind him, there, there needs to be more of a response than just watching it go up the how are there not additional guards at the other end you know yeah yeah okay you're right now uh, now to the action uh, <laughs> i mean azula tylee uh azula can fly can can, can can we just say that yeah, i mean is, is no, that like she could basically fly so ex- excellent uh yeah she propels herself with blue fire uh to me it was like rocket man the, yeah, not not the Elton John song, but the there was like a comic or a, 
Um, oh, uh, the Rocketeer. Yeah. The Rocketeer. So something like that. Uh, like a jetpack, like the Mandalorian. Like Tony Stark, yeah. What, like I Tony mean, Stark, like so any number, yeah. It's just, uh, she can essentially fly. Why, like, why is she, you know, r- relying on any other mode of transport? Well, I, I'm wondering that she could straight up fly or if it's more like a she could propel herself almost like a rocket but it's not an endless supply of fire that she could propel herself with but at the same time she could use it to get great distances Mm -hmm. um you know kind of the way i I envision in well if you've seen ww84 what wonder woman learns how to do in that movie Mm. um don't recommend it's not quite well yeah we'll, we'll see Hmm? All right, but uh, yeah. Elsewhere, Tylee using her ability to run on the high wires of the gondola, really drawing mm-hmm. on her circus background there. Um, and then we kind of get two fights here. We get Suki versus Tylee, and then Azula versus Zuko and Sokka. Uh, mm-hmm. Each one of them. I mean, this is not this paragraph sums it up, but you need to really appreciate. It. I mean, for for all well, there's I don't another. Like, about the story in this episode. I think some of these fight scenes here are just outstanding. Yes, it's it's really, really good fighting. It is a little, I mean, it seems like there are some moments where they could finish her and they don't. I mean, there's one moment where she's dodging a fire blast from Zuko and she seems to have completely dodged it and is ready for her next attack and then suddenly She's surprised by a sword being, you know, by Sokka's blade. Mm-hmm. And then he's just kind of there holding it. And then he pulls back and he's like turns and he's like, okay, Zuko, your turn now. And I'm just thinking like, dude, you could have just taken your blade and like pushed it forward an extra foot and ended this whole thing. I mean, they're not going to do that on Nickelodeon, but yeah. it was a little like, dude, you guys could have, you know, they're also just trying to get the heck out, you know, yeah. get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, Somewhere in this, the guard manages to shout out to cut the line. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the just like, uh, man, it just feels like this is a scenario they uh, should have seen coming. It's some, some kind of, uh, but okay. Don't it, forget, this is a hundred years. Yeah. Nothing like out. this is ever, like nothing's come close to anything right. like this. I think years. that you should have uh, 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 a backup plan and maybe they have but they've probably gotten lax given their success and their lack of you know uh, 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 accidents like days since last event or incident there's probably that's probably a huge number until yeah. this episode ends then it's back to zero Oof. Um, but yeah. you're right There, you should expect a bigger fight I mean there's more of a fight coming up here soon for May that, that we'll get to that there was for our heroes getting onto the gondola in the first gondola in the first place. Yeah. Um, you'd like to think that a lot of it is also, you know, going back to that, Suki did take out a lot of guards on her way to the warden. And I think that had they, you know, put up a bigger fight, it had been seen, you know, it, it was clear that between Zuko, Sokka, and Suki, they easily could have, you know, like Hakoda could have been carrying the warden and the other three could have easily um, disabled all those guards and gotten onto the gondola. It just would have been, Another I step. think, maybe more animation that they would have had to worry about and pay for for the 
I'm just thinking about like maybe from a production yeah. standpoint, they didn't want to have that many fight scenes um, or they just needed to kind of move the story along. I don't know, but you're right. It is, it was a little easy. Yeah. Well, somewhere in that Azula and Tylee propel themselves onto another oncoming gondola on a separate cable with Azula telling her brother goodbye, assuming he will fall to his death in the boiling lake. However, just as the guards are about to finish cutting, they are disabled by May. She pins the guards with her daggers, angering Azula. The guard asks her what she's doing, to which she replies, saving the jerk who dumped me. She frees the line and the gondola used by the group starts moving again. They make it out of the volcano, leaving the warden behind in the gondola. Hakoda gladly tells the warden that the non-escape record is finally broken. Asuki wonders how they are going to leave. Zuko stops running as he figures that Azula must have come to the boiling rock somehow and spots an unmanned Fire Nation airship. The group uses it to finish their escape. Oof. Uh, Another that, missing piece of this that, Yeah. Well, that I think is the biggest, that to me is the most glaring omission in terms of how they didn't think this through. Yeah. Um, and or how this doesn't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. I understand if they're traveling in the kind of like, earth tank things that they had when they eventually came out on their like lizard gecko things um, during the chase episode being unmanned but this is a fire nation airship Mm. and you you know it seems as though there's some sort of royal procession going along with uh may and ty lee that they wouldn't at least have guards back at the ship just waiting for the princess to return does seem a little weird like why not especially after what happened Mm. um but you know it's at at least this was the case here and they had a way to get off i mean it does make sense to use their their method of of getting to the island to get off you know azula's way to get off the island um maybe a little convenient yeah yeah but again uh Great scenes. I mean, just the the flying and fight uh, flipping between the two uh, gondolas in midair. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Azula was kind of propelling herself earlier while holding the uh, I don't know pole of the the rope of the uh, thing. This time, you see her just like in midair, blue fire, rocket manning, uh, as mm-hmm. I'm choosing to call it, uh, and uh, May there. And then May. Yeah saving so yeah you know i guess something zuko said must have registered with her but uh that's i mean how about that how about may of all people coming to their rescue and it must be such a shock for azula and we'll get a little bit more later on but um yeah but i mean everyone on both gondolas immediately notices uh Uh it's really a great scene and uh with that the gang escapes and sends the warden back. Beautiful Having stuff. broken his record. Yeah. Um, but then again, this the biggest of all the holes here. Uh, right. So it's like, hey, what, what are we going to do? Uh, oh, don't worry. Azula must have brought a blimp. But uh, did we know Azula was coming? Absolutely not. 
And why does Azula's blimp work when the other air balloon doesn't work unless there's more to I mean, it is a much bigger, fancier, yeah. different version yeah. than the other one. So it could be that the encasing keeps it uh-huh. separated from the steam. It's more advanced um, But that's another question. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, here we go. Uh, May is detained by guards and brought to Azula, who asks for the guards to leave them alone. Ty Lee watches fearfully as Azula demands to know why May saved the escapees, knowing the consequences. May tells Azula she miscalculated, or she loves Zuko more than she fears Azula. The two of them get in position of battle, but Ty Lee intervenes by blocking Azula's chi, much to May and Azula's surprise. Ty Lee and May try to escape, but are quickly captured. Azula, being dragged up by her guards, calls them fools and orders the guards to let them rot in prison so she will never have to see their faces again. Ba ba ba. Okay. This, uh, yeah. Kick it off. I mean, well, well, there are those who argue that this episode is, in, this, this entire two-parter is worth it just for this moment. Um, this is huge. This is the first time in her life, perhaps, mm. that Azula has ever heard no, guessed wrong, yeah, and heard no. Um, I mean, her face when May says you miscalculated is, no. I mean, that's some animation for the for the ages. Her eyes widen, her face goes like, the and then terror. she comes. You know, it's it's uh, her inner demons. Yeah, you could see that the, the on view. Yeah, you know, it's it's like she had been, you know, Azula is brilliant, but she's a very like you could tell that she has had this, you know, way about her and this confidence in it because everything's worked out perfectly. But she hasn't really faced adversity. I mean, there's like, yeah, my mom thought I was a monster, but in terms of her path in life and everything else, everything's come, you know, easy to her. Yeah. And it's all worked out perfectly. So like, I think when you've gone, when you've lived that long, having everything go right, then to suddenly have things go so wrong. I mean, that's going to sit with you and it's not just going to be here, but it's going to start a, you know, it's kind of like that, that first crack in the glass. Yeah. That might start to fracture. Oof, yes. Um, miscalculation number one. She loves uh, Zuko, uh, that, that may love Zuko more than fears Azula. Miscalculation number two, Tylee's going to sit back and let you uh, mm-hmm. harm and attack uh, May without any fight. Yeah. Miscalculation number three, May and Tylee not realizing they could still easily dismantle uh, all the guards there now that Azula's down uh, and get the hell out of there. And why aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I appreciate their struggle and their sacrifice for the cause. But yeah. it's been a, You'd think. I, I don't know. Maybe it's hard yeah. to get to the gondola. I feel like both of them could have run along that line um, mm-hmm. the way Ty Lee did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but whether or not they'd get there fast enough to stop uh, Zuko and Sokka and company from, from leaving and then they'd just be stuck with even more guards. Um so maybe there's a reason, but I don't know. It just seems odd to me that they didn't try yeah. or like think about trying and then just looking and being like, no, we'll never catch them in time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there should have been more. I mean, they should have, you know, taken down one or two <laughs> on the way. But, uh, all right. But yeah. 
Yeah. Well, back at the Western Air Temple, Sokka and Zuko exit their newly captured airship. Aang and the others remark they must have had one crazy fishing trip. Toph asks if they at least got any meat. And Sokka answers they got the best meat of all. The meat of friendship and fatherhood. <laughs> ah. Hakoda, Suki, and Shitsang exit the ship and present themselves to the others. Katara is overjoyed to see her father and embraces him and Sokka as Zuko happily watches. In the background, Toph asks, uh, seriously, you guys didn't find any meat? Yeah, nah, nah, nah. And with that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that day, yeah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we're off the uh, the boiling rock. Um, yeah. So listen, the gang returns to Toph Ang. I, I say the gang, you know, the protagonists of this episode yes, uh, return to Toph Ang and Katara. Um, listen, I know it's a two parter. I mentioned this in part one, but like, how have we not seen Toph Ang or Katara all up? So, so show me one. You know, know, bending going well, uh, uh, or a little joke of, uh, hey, I made a fire toy. I don't know, whatever he does. Uh, and having to do his workout routines every yes. time that crog, the, the, the frogs croaked. Exactly. Just check in with them. Remind me they're part of the story here. Yeah. Uh, they, and, and again, I mentioned this in part one. They, they, they had no story but to just sit and wait. It, there was yeah. no, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's you're right but at the same time i'm trying to look back on this part two and think okay when during this episode was there enough of a break in the action for them to have done this and i can't really think of any because it is kind of you know yes a lot of things happened a little conveniently but it doesn't mean that it's not moving at a pretty steady clip the whole episode yeah so i think it would have kind of pulled you out it was steady Um, but uh you know, I, I, I like the joke. I, it is a little weird that like, look, you guys have your airship. You have Zuko, Sokka, and Hakoda. I'm sure you guys are more than capable of, and Suki, obviously. I mean, I'm sure you all are more than capable of fishing or catching something. Yeah. It's weird that you'd leave that note yeah. and not at least also come back with a little something. I mean, dude, uh, the yeah. way they the gang didn't ask any questions. It's just like, oh, hey, we're here on our enemy warship with friggin' no, no um, where did you go? No, how was the trip? No explanation, just, hey, dad's here. Uh, it should be I, a hug and then some questions. Well, I feel like, like that's that's probably yeah. does happen. We oh, just don't, you know, we just kind of cut out on Toph's joke. But you also have to realize that for them i think just absorbing the fact that hakoda's back and suki's back is pretty huge and that's probably all they're worried about right now and they'll get all the details when they get all the details but for now it's just like oh man hi guys don't forget everybody hasn't seen suki since before they entered bossing say so like it's kind of a big deal um and then there's a new guy yeah uh so, you know, I, I, I guess I always figured that, of course, they asked all those questions and got into all that stuff. It was just like once they all got settled back in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and then uh, this last joke from Toph, uh, so no meat. Um, why are Katara and Toph sitting around this whole time? Like, what, 
do some foraging. Like I, I understand <laughs> maybe that, they, uh, they have other skills and talents that, uh, but, but it's just like, uh, were they just going to sit around hungry and, and, and waiting for them to return? Do we, I mean, do we know that they didn't have any food otherwise or that there wasn't fruits and berries or that they didn't go foraging? I mean, nobody, it's not like they were like, oh my God, I haven't eaten in days. They're just yeah. like, well, where's the meat? But they didn't say like, where's the food? Yeah. So I don't know. Hey, they're not all perfect, but uh, uh, with that, we wrap up another episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. Boys in the Iceberg. Uh, any you know thoughts remarks stuff we uh want? yeah this episode to me was really about reestablishing suki as the unbelievably pure badass that she is and uh as much as it is rescuing these heroes this was very much about azula and watching the very first crack be you know form here uh -huh. um and just how significant this moment is when uh -huh. her closest allies are inexplicably it, it would seem turning on her uh -huh. absolutely yeah. we'll um, see what happens i mean these allies i don't think we see the three of them together again and then we've kind of only seen them as a trio uh this is the beginning of azula's fall into insanity uh this uh betrayal of her friends kind of is the first crack in her whole universe that she's built around herself mm -hmm. uh so so it's one of the it is the best moment of this uh episode i uh kind of beating the dead horse here but uh, i've said we're, we're counting down to the comet and and to me it feels like this whole thing so many risks of some holes on the exit uh <laughs> we need it but it certainly works and it's certainly great stuff and uh may the the highs and lows of may and uh phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal stuff uh absolutely and that wraps up another episode of the boys in the iceberg Woo! be sure to follow the boys in the iceberg on instagram and twitter and you could find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts Google Podcasts, Anchor, and pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for listening. Good night. Flamio, Hotman.